a pandemic is defined as an epidemic occurring worldwide, or over a very wide area, crossing international boundaries and usually affecting a large number of people. The classical definition includes nothing about population immunity, virology or disease severity. By this definition, pandemics can be said to occur annually in each of the temperate southern and northern hemispheres, given that seasonal epidemics cross international boundaries and affect a large number of people. However, seasonal epidemics are not considered pandemics. A true influenza pandemic occurs when almost simultaneous transmission takes place worldwide. In the case of pandemic influenza H1N1, widespread transmission was documented in both hemispheres between April and September 2009. Transmission occurred early in the influenza season in the temperate southern hemisphere but out of season in the northern hemisphere. This out-of-season transmission is what characterizes an influenza pandemic, as distinct from a pandemic due to another type of virus. Simultaneous worldwide transmission of influenza is sufficient to define an influenza pandemic and is consistent with the classical definition of an epidemic occurring worldwide. There is then ample opportunity to further describe the potential range of influenza pandemics in terms of transmissibility and disease severity. The emerging evidence for H1N1 is that transmissibility, as estimated by the effective reproduction number, R, or average number of people infected by a single infectious person, ranged from 1.2 to 1.3 for the general population but was around 1.5 and children, Catherine Glass, Australian National University, Personal Communication. Some early estimates of R for pandemic influenza H1N1 2009 may have been overestimated. Severity, as estimated by the case fatality ratio, probably ranged from 0.01 to 0.03%. These values are very similar to those normally seen in the case of seasonal influenza. However, the number of deaths was higher in younger people, a recognized feature of previous influenza pandemics. It is tempting to surmise that the complicated pandemic definitions used by the World Health Organization, WHO, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention of the United States of America involved severity, in a deliberate attempt to garner political attention and financial support for pandemic preparedness. As noted by Joshi, the perceived need for this support can be understood given concerns about influenza H5N1 and the severe acute respiratory syndrome. SARS. However, conflating spread and severity allowed the suggestion that 2009 H1N1 was not a pandemic. It was, in fact, a classical pandemic, only much less severe than many had anticipated or were prepared to acknowledge, even as the evidence accumulated. In 2009 WHO declared a pandemic several weeks after the criteria for the definition of a classical pandemic had been met. Part of the delay was no doubt related to the nexus between the formal declaration of a pandemic and the manufacture of a pandemic-specific vaccine. If a classical pandemic definition had been used, linking the declaration to vaccine production would have been unnecessary. This could have been done with the severity index and, depending on the availability and quality of the emerging evidence on severity, a pandemic-specific vaccine may have been deemed unnecessary. Alternatively authorities may have decided to order vaccine in much smaller quantities. The response to a H1N1 has been justified as being precautionary, 
but a precautionary response should be rational and proportionate and should have reasonable chances of success. We have argued that the population-based public health responses in Australia and, by implication, elsewhere, were not likely to succeed. Similarly, the authors of the draft report on the response to the international health regulations during the 2009 pandemic note that what happened during the pandemic reflected the activity of the virus and, by implication, not the interventions. Risk is assessed by anticipation of severity and precaution should be calibrated to risk. As Doshi has argued, we need to redefine pandemic influenza. We can then describe the potential severity range of future pandemics. Finally, we need to use evidence to assess severity early to anticipate risk. A pandemic is an epidemic of disease that has spread across a large region for instance multiple continents, or even worldwide. A widespread endemic disease that is stable in terms of how many people are getting sick from it is not a pandemic. Further, flu pandemics generally exclude recurrences of seasonal flu. Throughout history, there have been a number of pandemics such as smallpox and tuberculosis. One of the most devastating pandemics was the Black Death, which killed an estimated 100 million people in the 14th century. The most recent pandemics include the HIV pandemic as well as the 1918 and 2009 H1N1 pandemics. A pandemic is an epidemic occurring on a scale which crosses international boundaries, usually affecting a large number of people. Pandemics can also occur in important agricultural organisms, livestock, crop plants, fish, tree species, or in other organisms. The World Health Organization, WHO, has a six-stage classification that describes the process by which a novel influenza virus moves from the first few infections in humans through to a pandemic. This starts with the virus mostly infecting animals, with a few cases where animals infect people then moves through the stage where the virus begins to spread directly between people, and ends with a pandemic when infections from the new virus have spread worldwide. A disease or condition is not a pandemic merely because it is widespread or kills many people it must also be infectious. For instance, cancer is responsible for many deaths but is not considered a pandemic because the disease is not infectious or contagious. The WHO revised the phases in 2009 to better distinguish between preparedness and response. The plan is solely intended to address influenza pandemics given their high mutation rate and the virus's ability to jump from animals to humans. WHO Stages of a Flu Pandemic Phase 1 is the period during which no animal viruses are reported to cause infection in humans. Phase 2 is the first level of threat wherein a virus is confirmed to have jumped from an animal to humans. Phase 3 is when sporadic cases or small clusters of disease are confirmed, but human-to-human -human transmission has either not occurred or is considered unlikely to sustain an outbreak. Phase 4 is the point where either human-to-human -human transmission or a human-animal virus has caused a community-wide outbreak. Phase 5 is when human-to-human -human transmission of the virus has caused the spread of disease to at least two countries. Phase 6 is the point at which the disease is declared a pandemic having spread to at least one other country. The time frame for each phase can vary significantly, ranging from months to decades. Not all will progress to Phase 6, and some may even revert if a virus spontaneously weakens. In a virtual press conference in May 2009 on the influenza pandemic, 
Dr. Kiji Fukuda, Assistant Director General Interim for Health Security and Environment, WHO said an easy way to think about pandemic is to say, a pandemic is a global outbreak. Then you might ask yourself what is a global outbreak? Global outbreak means that we see both spread of the agent and then we see disease activities in addition to the spread of the virus. In planning for a possible influenza pandemic, the WHO published a document on pandemic preparedness guidance in 1999, revised in 2005 and in February 2009, defining phases and appropriate actions for each phase in an aid memoir entitled WHO Pandemic Phase Descriptions and Main Actions by Phase. The 2009 revision, including definitions of a pandemic and the phases leading to its declaration, were finalized in February 2009. The pandemic H1N1 2009 virus was neither on the horizon at that time nor mentioned in the document. All versions of this document refer to influenza. The phases are defined by the spread of the disease virulence and mortality are not mentioned in the current WHO definition, although these factors have previously been included. HIV originated in Africa and spread to the United States via Haiti between 1966 and 1972. AIDS is currently a pandemic, with infection rates as high as 25% in southern and eastern Africa. In 2006, the HIV prevalence rate among pregnant women in South Africa was 29.1%. Effective education about safer sexual practices and bloodborne infection precautions training have helped to slow down infection rates in several African countries sponsoring national education programs. Infection rates are rising again in Asia and the Americas. The AIDS death toll in Africa may reach 90 to 100 million by 2025. Smallpox was a contagious disease caused by the variola virus. The disease killed an estimated 400,000 Europeans per year during the closing years of the 18th century. During the 20th century, it is estimated that smallpox was responsible for 300 to 500 million deaths. As recently as the early 1950s, an estimated 50 million cases of smallpox occurred in the world each year. After successful vaccination campaigns throughout the 19th and 20th centuries, the WHO certified the eradication of smallpox in December 1979. To this day, smallpox is the only human infectious disease to have been completely eradicated, and one of two infectious viruses ever to be eradicated. Historically, Measles was prevalent throughout the world, as it is highly contagious. According to the U.S. National Immunization Program, 90% of people were infected with measles by age 15. Before the vaccine was introduced in 1963, there were an estimated 3 to 4 million cases in the U.S. each year. Measles killed around 200 million people worldwide over the last 150 years. In 2000 alone, Measles killed some 777,000 worldwide out of 40 million cases globally. Measles is an endemic disease, meaning that it has been continually present in a community, and many people develop resistance. In populations that have not been exposed to measles, exposure to a new disease can be devastating. In 1529, a measles outbreak in Cuba killed two-thirds of the natives who had previously survived smallpox. The disease had ravaged Mexico. Central America, and the Inca civilization. One-third of the world's current population has been infected with Mycobacterium tuberculosis, 
and new infections occur at a rate of 1 per second. About 5 to 10 percent of these latent infections will eventually progress to active disease, which, if left untreated, kills more than half of its victims. Annually, 8 million people become ill with tuberculosis, and 2 million people die from the disease worldwide. In the 19th century, tuberculosis killed an estimated one-quarter of the adult population of Europe by 1918, one in six deaths in France were still caused by tuberculosis. During the 20th century, tuberculosis killed approximately 100 million people. TB is still one of the most important health problems in the developing world. Leprosy, also known as Hansen's disease, is caused by a bacillus, Mycobacterium leprae. It is a chronic disease with an incubation period of up to five years. Since 1985, 15 million people worldwide have been cured of leprosy. Historically, leprosy has affected people since at least 600 BC. Leprosy outbreaks began to occur in Western Europe around 1000 AD. Numerous leprosaria, or leper hospitals, sprang up in the Middle Ages. Matthew Paris estimated that in the early 13th century, there were 19,000 of them across Europe. Malaria is widespread in tropical and subtropical regions, including parts of the Americas, Asia, and Africa. Each year, there are approximately 350 to 500 million cases of malaria. Drug resistance poses a growing problem in the treatment of malaria in the 21st century, since resistance is now common against all classes of anti-malarial drugs, except for the armizinans. Malaria was once common in most of Europe and North America, where it is now for all purposes non-existent. Malaria may have contributed to the decline of the Roman Empire. The disease became known as Roman fever. Plasmodium falciparum became a real threat to colonists and indigenous people alike when it was introduced into the Americas along with the slave trade. Malaria devastated the Jamestown colony and regularly ravaged the south and midwest of the United States. By 1830, it had reached the Pacific Northwest. During the American Civil War, there were over 1.2 million cases of malaria among soldiers of both sides. The Southern United States continued to be afflicted with millions of cases of malaria into the 1930s. Viral hemorrhagic fevers such as Ebola virus disease, Lassa fever virus, Rift Valley fever, Marburg virus and Bolivian hemorrhagic fever are highly contagious and deadly diseases, with the theoretical potential to become pandemics. Their ability to spread efficiently enough to cause a pandemic is limited, however, as transmission of these viruses requires close contact with the infected vector, and the vector only has a short time before death or serious illness. Furthermore, the short time between a vector becoming infectious and the onset of symptoms allows medical professionals to quickly quarantine vectors, and prevent them from carrying the pathogen elsewhere. Genetic mutations could occur, which could elevate their potential for causing widespread harm thus close observation by contagious disease specialists is merited. Antibiotic-resistant microorganisms sometimes referred to as superbugs may contribute to the re-emergence of diseases which are currently well controlled. For example, cases of tuberculosis that are resistant to traditionally effective treatments remain a cause of great concern to health professionals. Every year, nearly half a million new cases of multidrug-resistant tuberculosis, MDRTB, are estimated to occur worldwide. 
China and India have the highest rate of multidrug-resistant TB. The World Health Organization, WHO, reports that approximately 50 million people worldwide are infected with MDR-TB, with 79% of those cases resistant to three or more antibiotics. In 2005, 124 cases of MDR-TB were reported in the United States. Extensively drug-resistant tuberculosis, XDR-TB, was identified in Africa in 2006, and subsequently discovered to exist in 49 countries, including the United States. There are about 40,000 new cases of XDR-TB per year, the WHO estimates. In the past 20 years, common bacteria including Staphylococcus aureus, Serratia marchesans and Enterococcus, have developed resistance to various antibiotics such as vancomycin, as well as whole classes of antibiotics, such as the aminoglycosides and cephalosporins. Antibiotic-resistant organisms have become an important cause of healthcare-associated, nosocomial, infections, HAI. In addition, infections caused by community-acquired strains of methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, MRSA, in otherwise healthy individuals have become more frequent in recent years. In 2003 the Italian physician Carlo Urbani was the first to identify severe acute respiratory syndrome, SARS, as a new and dangerously contagious disease, although he became infective and died. It is caused by a coronavirus dubbed SARS-CoV. Rapid action by national and international health authorities such as the World Health Organization helped to slow transmission and eventually broke the chain of transmission, which ended the localized epidemics before they could become a pandemic. However, the disease has not been eradicated. It could re-emerge. This warrants monitoring and reporting of suspicious cases of atypical pneumonia. A new coronavirus, designated 2019 NCOV, was first identified in Wuhan, the capital of China's Hubei province, after people developed pneumonia without a clear cause and for which existing vaccines or treatments were not effective. The virus has shown evidence of human-to-human -human transmission, and its transmission rate and rate of infection appeared to escalate in mid-January 2020, with several countries across Europe, North America and the Asia-Pacific reporting cases. The incubation period time from exposure to the development of symptoms, of the virus is between 2 and 10 days and it remains to be determined if it is contagious during this time. Symptoms include fever, coughing, and breathing difficulties, and it can be fatal. As of January 30, 2020, approximately 9,822 cases have been confirmed, including in every province-level division of China. The first confirmed death from the coronavirus infection occurred on 9 January and since then 214 deaths have been confirmed. Epidemiological studies estimate that a larger number of people may have been infected, but not detected. The first local transmission of the virus outside China occurred in Vietnam from a father to his son, whereas the first local transmission not involving family occurred in Germany on 22 January when a German man contracted the disease from a Chinese business visitor at a meeting in the German state of Bavaria. In response, cities with a combined population over 57 million people including Wuhan and 15 cities in the surrounding Hubei province were placed on full or partial lockdown, involving the termination of all urban public transport and outward transport by train, air and long-distance buses.
Many New Year events and tourist attractions have been closed over fear of transmission, including the Forbidden City and Beijing, traditional temple fairs, and other celebratory gatherings. Hong Kong also raised its infectious disease response level to the highest level and declared an emergency, closed its schools until mid-February and cancelled its New Year celebrations. A number of countries have put out travel advisories warning against travel to Wuhan and Hubei province. Travelers who have visited mainland China have been asked to monitor their health for at least two weeks and contact their healthcare provider to report any symptoms of the virus. Anyone who suspects that they are carrying the virus is advised to wear a protective mask and seek medical advice by calling a doctor rather than directly visiting a clinic in person. Some hotels have been providing refunds and no-fee cancellations for reservations in China or by people from China. Airports and train stations have implemented temperature checks, health declarations and information signage in an attempt to identify carriers of the virus. Chinese scientists were able to isolate a strain of the new coronavirus quickly, with a genetic sequence being made available for laboratories across the world to independently develop PCR tests that can confirm infection in a person. Of the first 41 people confirmed by real-time PCR and next-generation sequencing to have been infected, two-thirds were found to have a link with the Wanan Seafood Wholesale Market, which also sold live animals. The seventh member of the coronavirus family to infect humans, 2019 NCOV's genome sequence has been reported to be 75 to 80 percent identical to SARS-CoV, and more than 85 percent similar to several bad coronaviruses. Whether this virus is of the same severity or lethality as SARS is unclear. On 30th of January, the outbreak was declared a public health emergency of international concern by the World Health Organization, WHO, the sixth time that the measure has been invoked since the H1N1 pandemic in 2009. Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome-Related Coronavirus, SARS-CoV, SARS-CoV, is the virus that causes Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, SARS. On April 16, 2003, following the outbreak of SARS in Asia and secondary cases elsewhere in the world, the World Health Organization, WHO, issued a press release stating that the coronavirus identified by a number of laboratories was the official cause of SARS. Samples of the virus are being held in laboratories in New York City, San Francisco, Manila. Hong Kong, and Toronto. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, in the United States and National Microbiology Laboratory, NML, in Canada identified the SARS genome in April 2003. Scientists at Erasmus University in Rotterdam, the Netherlands demonstrated that the SARS coronavirus fulfilled postulates thereby confirming it as the causative agent in the experiments. Macaques infected with the virus developed the same symptoms as human SARS victims. The SARS coronavirus is one of several viruses identified by WHO as a likely cause of a future epidemic and a new plan developed after the Ebola epidemic for urgent research and development before and during an epidemic towards diagnostic tests, vaccines and medicines. World Health Organization's standard recommendations for the general public to reduce exposure to and transmission of a range of illnesses are as follows, which include hand and respiratory hygiene, and safe food practices. Frequently clean hands by using alcohol-based hand rub or soap and water. 
when coughing and sneezing cover mouth and nose with flexed elbow or tissue throw tissue away immediately and wash hands. Avoid close contact with anyone who has fever and cough. If you have fever, cough and difficulty breathing seek medical care early and share previous travel history with your health care provider. When visiting live markets in areas currently experiencing cases of novel coronavirus, avoid direct unprotected contact with live animals and surfaces in contact with animals. The consumption of raw or undercooked animal products should be avoided. Raw meat, milk or animal organs should be handled with care, to avoid cross-contamination with uncooked foods, as per good food safety practices. SARS, or Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome is the disease caused by SARS coronavirus. It causes an often severe illness marked initially by systemic symptoms of muscle pain, headache, and fever, followed in 2 to 14 days by the onset of respiratory symptoms, mainly cough, dyspnea, and pneumonia. Another common finding in SARS patients is a decrease in the number of lymphocytes circulating in the blood. In the SARS outbreak of 2003, about 9% of patients with confirmed SARS infection died. The mortality rate was much higher for those over 60 years old, with mortality rates approaching 50% for this subset of patients. Scientists working at the Michael Smith Genome Sciences Center in Vancouver finished mapping the genetic sequence of a coronavirus believed to be linked to SARS. The team was led by Dr. Marco Mara and worked in collaboration with the British Columbia Center for Disease Control and the National Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, using samples from infected patients in Toronto. The map, held by the WHO as an important step forward in fighting SARS, is shared with scientists worldwide via the GSC website. Dr. Donald Lowe of Mount Sinai Hospital in Toronto described the discovery as having been made with unprecedented speed. The sequence of the SARS coronavirus has since been confirmed by other independent groups. In late May 2003, studies from samples of wild animals sold as food in the local market in Guangdong, China, found the SARS coronavirus could be isolated from mast palm civets, but the animals did not always show clinical signs. The preliminary conclusion was the SARS virus crossed the xenographic barrier from palm civet to humans, and more than 10,000 masked palm civets were killed in Guangdong province. The virus was also later found in raccoon dogs, ferret badgers, and domestic cats. In 2005, two studies identified a number of SARS-like coronaviruses in Chinese bats. Phylogenetic analysis of these viruses indicated a high probability that SARS coronavirus originated in bats and spread to humans either directly or through animals held in Chinese markets. The bats did not show any visible signs of disease, but are the likely natural reservoirs of SARS-like coronaviruses. In late 2006, scientists from the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention of Hong Kong University and the Guangzhou Center for Disease Control and Prevention established a genetic link between the SARS coronavirus appearing in civets and humans, confirming claims that the disease had jumped across species. Virology Scanning Electron Micrograph of SARS Variants The SARS coronavirus is a positive and single-stranded RNA virus belonging to a family of enveloped coronaviruses. Its genome is about 29.7 kilobits, which is one of the largest among RNA viruses. The SARS virus has 13 known genes and 14 known proteins. 
there are 265 nucleotides in the 5 apostrophe U.T.R. and 342 nucleotides in the 3 apostrophe U.T.R. SARS is similar to other coronaviruses in that its genome expression starts with translation of two large ORFs, 1A and 1B, both of which are polyproteins. The functions of several of these proteins are known, ORFs 1A and 1B encode the replicase and there are four major structural proteins, nucleocapsid, spike, membrane and envelope. It also encodes rate unique proteins, known as the accessory proteins, all with no known homologs. The function of these accessory proteins remains unknown. Coronaviruses usually express PP1A, the ORF1A polyprotein and the PP1 app polyprotein with joins ORF1A and ORF1B. The polyproteins are then processed by enzymes that are encoded by ORF1A. Product proteins from the processing includes various replicative enzymes such as RNA-dependent polymerase, RNA helicase, and proteinase. The replication complex in coronavirus is also responsible for the synthesis of various monas downstream of ORF1B, which are structural and accessory proteins. Two different proteins, 3-Clpro and PL2-Pro, cleave the large polyproteins into 16 smaller subunits. SARS coronavirus follows the replication strategy typical of the coronavirus genus. The primary human receptor of the virus is angiotensin-converting enzyme 2, ACE2, first identified in 2003. The morphology of the SARS coronavirus is characteristic of the coronavirus family as a whole. These viruses have large pleomorphic spherical particles with bulbous surface projections that form a corona around particles. The envelope of the virus contains lipid and appears to consist of a distinct pair of electron-dense shells. The internal component of the shell is a single-stranded helical ribonuclear protein. There are also long surface projections that protrude from the lipid envelope. The size of these particles is in the 80-90 nm range. Evolution SARS-CoV is most closely related to group 2 coronaviruses, but it does not segregate into any of the other three groups of coronaviruses. A theory has been proposed that bat coronaviruses have been co-evolved with their hosts for a long time then jumped species from bats to humans. The closest outgroup to the coronaviruses are the turoviruses, with which it has homology in the ORF1B replicase and the two viron proteins of S and M. SARS was determined to be an early split off from the group 2 coronaviruses based on a set of conserved domains that it shares with group 2. A main difference between group 2 coronavirus and SARS is the NSP3 replicase subunit encoded by ORF1A. SARS does not have a papillon like proteinase 1. A public health emergency of international concern, FIC, is a formal declaration by the World Health Organization, WHO, of an extraordinary event which is determined to constitute a public health risk to other states through the international spread of disease and to potentially require a coordinated international response, formulated when a situation arises that is serious, sudden, unusual or unexpected which carries implications for public health beyond the affected state's national border and may require immediate international action. Under the 2005 International Health Regulations IHR, states have a legal duty to respond promptly to a FIC. The declaration is publicized by an emergency committee EC, made up of international experts operating under the IHR, which was developed following the SARS outbreak of 2002-2003.
Epidemic is a term that is often broadly used to describe any problem that has grown out of control. Medically speaking, an epidemic is defined as a widespread occurrence of a disease in a community at a particular time. Key to this definition is the word occurrence. An epidemic is an event in which a disease is actively spreading. In contrast, the term pandemic relates to geographic spread and is used to describe a disease that affects a whole country or the entire world. While casual use of epidemic may not require such nuance, it's important to know the differences between these two terms, and similar ones like outbreak and endemic, when considering public health news. In addition, from an epidemiologic standpoint, terms like these direct the public health response to better control and prevent a disease. Common human coronaviruses, including types 229E, NL63, OC43, and HKU1, usually cause mild to moderate upper respiratory tract illnesses, like the common cold. Most people get infected with these viruses at some point in their lives. These illnesses usually only last for a short amount of time. Symptoms may include runny nose, headache, cough, sore throat, fever, a general feeling of being unwell. Human coronaviruses can sometimes cause lower respiratory tract illnesses, such as pneumonia or bronchitis. This is more common in people with cardiopulmonary disease, people with weakened immune systems, infants, and older adults. Based on the disease prevalence, incidents, and the known or unknown disease pathways, there are several ways an epidemiologist might describe a disease event. Sporadic refers to a disease that occurs infrequently or irregularly. Food-borne pathogens, such as Salmonella or E. coli, can often cause sporadic disease outbreaks. Cluster refers to a disease that occurs in larger numbers even though the actual number or cause may be uncertain. An example is the cluster of cancer cases often reported after a chemical or nuclear plant disaster. Endemic refers to the constant presence and or usual prevalence of a disease in a geographic population. Hyperendemic refers to persistent, high levels of disease well above what is seen in other populations. For example, HIV is hyperendemic in parts of Africa, whereas many as one in five adults has the disease, and endemic in the United States where roughly 1 in 300 is infected. Epidemic refers to a sudden increase in the number of cases of a disease above what is normally expected. Outbreak carries the same definition as an epidemic but is often used to describe a more limited geographic event. Pandemic refers to an epidemic that has spread over several countries or continents, usually affecting a large number of people. By contrast, a plague is not an epidemiologic term but one that refers specifically to a contagious bacterial disease characterized by fever and delirium, such as bubonic plague. Two other human coronaviruses, MERS-CoV and SARS-CoV have been known to frequently cause severe symptoms. MERS symptoms usually include fever, cough, and shortness of breath which often progress to pneumonia. About three or four out of every ten patients reported with MERS have died. MERS cases continue to occur, primarily in the Arabian Peninsula. SARS symptoms often included fever, chills, and body aches which usually progressed to pneumonia. No human cases of SARS have been reported anywhere in the world since 2004. Your healthcare provider may order laboratory tests on respiratory specimens and serum, part of your blood, 
to detect human coronaviruses. Laboratory testing is more likely to be used if you have severe disease or are suspected of having MERS. If you are experiencing symptoms, you should tell your healthcare provider about any recent travel or contact with animals. Most MERS-CoV infections have been reported from countries in the Arabian Peninsula. Therefore reporting a travel history or contact with camels or camel products is very important when trying to diagnose MERS. While epidemic is typically used to describe matters of health, the opiate crisis in America has grown to epidemic proportions it is sometimes used colloquially to describe behavior. There is an epidemic of tantrums among preschoolers, or behavioral phenomena, such as epidemic hysteria. While the usages are not inappropriate in the modern context, they can cause confusion. In addition, even when the word is used to define health issues, it may not accurately depict the scale or progression of a disease. In some cases, terms like outbreak or endemic may be more appropriate. In others, epidemic may fall short in describing the scale of the problem and be better defined as a pandemic. Often a coronavirus causes upper respiratory infection symptoms like a stuffy nose, cough, and sore throat. You can't treat them with rest and over-the-counter medication. The coronavirus can also cause middle ear infections in children. Coronaviruses were first identified in the 1960s, but we don't know where they come from. They get their name from their crown-like shape. Sometimes, but not often, a coronavirus can infect both animals and humans. Most coronaviruses spread the same way other cold-causing viruses do, through infected people coughing and sneezing by touching an infected person's hands or face, or by touching things such as doorknobs that infected people have touched. Almost everyone gets a coronavirus infection at least once in their life, most likely as a young child. In the United States, coronaviruses are more common in the fall and winter, but anyone can come down with a coronavirus infection at any time. The symptoms of most coronaviruses are similar to any other upper respiratory infection, including runny nose, coughing, sore throat, and sometimes a fever. In most cases, you won't know whether you have a coronavirus or a different cold-causing virus, such as rhinovirus. Worldwide there are now more than 8,235 cases and 171 deaths, according to Johns Hopkins University. While the majority of cases center in China, it has been found in the U.S. and these countries, Thailand. Hong Kong, Taiwan, Australia, Macau, Singapore, Japan, South Korea, Malaysia, France, Canada, Vietnam, Nepal, Cambodia, Germany, India, the Philippines, United Arab Emirates, Finland, and Sri Lanka. There have been no deaths outside China. Nancy Messier, MD, Director of the Agency National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases said they had posted the blueprints for their diagnostic test on a public server and were working as fast as we can to get test kits out to states. Right now, all the testing for the new coronavirus is taking place at the CDC's headquarters in Atlanta. According to European CDC, the majority of the confirmed cases 7,734 are in China. Another 90 cases are confirmed outside of China in 19 countries. Countries with the most confirmed cases include Thailand with 14 and Japan with 11. All reported deaths have been in China, and include 16 healthcare workers. China first reported the outbreak in Wuhan on December 30, 2019.
On Wednesday, CDC medical officers and others met a group of about 210 United States citizens evacuated from China. Their plane landed at March Air Reserve Base in California, where the evacuees will be monitored for coronavirus symptoms for several days. Anyone showing signs of the disease will be taken to the hospital. In the U.S., the number of airports that will screen passengers from China for symptoms has expanded to 20. On Tuesday, the CDC urged travelers to avoid non-essential travel to China. Some airlines, including British Airways and United Airlines, are stopping or reducing flights to China as the number of cases continues to rise rapidly. Chinese officials have shut down all public transportation to 10 cities, affecting 35 million people. The first was Wuhan, which has a population of about 11 million. In Wuhan, that includes buses, subways, trains, and the airport. In five of the U.S. cases so far, patients had recently traveled to Wuhan. That was true for the woman in her 60s from Chicago whose husband was diagnosed with the virus. The Chicago Department of Public Health reported that she had visited Wuhan, China in December and returned to Chicago earlier this month. First of all, coronaviruses are a group of different viruses and the symptoms of the current newsworthy strain of coronavirus, 2019 and COV, differ from other coronavirus strains. According to the CDC, there are three main symptoms of the current illness fever, cough, and shortness of breath all symptoms similar to the common cold or flu. The CDC explains that at this time symptoms appear to arise in as few as two days after exposure or as long as 14 days after. This is based on what has been seen previously as the incubation period of MERS viruses even scarier, is that some people with the virus show little to no symptoms comma while others fall severely ill and die. What we know is it causes pneumonia and then doesn't respond to antibiotic treatment, which is not surprising, but then in terms of mortality, SARS kills 10% of the individuals, scientist Leo Poon, a virologist at the School of Public Health at the University of Hong Kong, who first decoded the virus, told CNN recently. Because symptoms of 2019 NCOV are so similar to those of the cold or flu, it's important not to jump to conclusions especially if you live in the United States, since, per the CDC, this strain of coronavirus hasn't been spread from person to person within the U.S. yet, all infected people have recently traveled to Wuhan, China. Still, if you are experiencing fever, cough, and difficulty breathing, the World Health Organization, WHO, suggests seeking medical care early, sharing any previous travel history with your healthcare provider. Stay safe stay informed to protect loved ones from this disease.